0: My dears, we are continuing our wellness chat today on the Go Off Sis podcast, and we hope you got some gems from Queen Afua on the last episode, and we got another one right here for you. All right. Last time, we talked about those things that make us well physically, mentally, and this time we're taking it personally, okay? Because sometimes you just have to ask yourself, am I the drama or are you responding through trauma? Okay, bars. I'm going to give that to my producer, Crystal, because she came up with that. I ain't even going to front. It's bars, but I love it. And I know it's hard because it's hard, but we're in our self-aware bag. We got to do it. All right, look, at the very least, our drama is your entertainment, so enjoy. <laughs> and because we had to make sure to bring the right entertainment, we asked the amazing Kay Nape, all right, AKAK, from our favorite TikToks, who asks all the right questions, okay, to join us. Welcome yes. to Go Off Sis K. How you feeling? Hey, well, I am ready to go off. Here you Oh, boom. That's all ready right. to do. Uh. <laughs> That's it. So let's get into it. Because as we do, we're going to bring some of our unpopular opinions to the table here. And this time, because we're talking about being well wow and really, you know, holding up a mirror to ourselves, I want to ask y'all about some of your most toxic traits. Okay. So mm-hmm. what is your toxic trait? Kathleen, my dear, you're one of the least toxic people I know. So <laughs> let's start with you. <laughs> Am I going first? Yeah. Damn.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Um, my name is Kathleen coming at you from the six as I do our deputy director global. Um, and my toxic trait is that I'm a bit too competitive y'all. I, um, Chelsea knows this, Anae and Maya saw it as well when we lived together in a house during the glow up in Atlanta. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, sometimes, ma'am. um, that competitiveness just comes out, uh, whether we're playing a game or, you know what, sometimes it becomes toxic when it's with myself, And I'm constantly trying to one up myself and then I get mad and I get stressed out when I don't. And it like manifests in like this pursuit of black excellence that we've talked about on this podcast that can be super unhealthy. Um, But yeah, and I think that uh, I still, yeah, I get competitive with other people as well, especially when it comes to career goals, like not even my friends or peers like in this room, it's just random people on the internet like I'll make up nemesises in my head (laughs) of like random people on Twitter and I'm like that person did that I need to do it better and like that's not healthy are you crazy just are you
2: crazy
3: (laughs) One <laughs> that a lot. That was like I knew. I knew what she said that she was the least toxic. I was like, "Watch, she gonna have some shit." <laughs> right? I, knew, I knew. Because what? I, I really was thinking like lies. we'll start off slow and then we'll you know.
0: I, that's what I was thinking with this, but wow. I I apologize. No, I we that, got Patrick Bateman
3: over here. <laughs> wow. Without me knowing,
0: shots It's Always the quiet. It's you know always what? the quiet. It's truth. It, it is. It is. <laughs> it's true. That's it true. Truth. That's what truth. Truth. admit Yeah. No. That's fair. Okay. Okay. So top that. What is your <laughs> toxic trait? I actually
3: mine is. I guess I call it like gray walling, stonewalling, and um, I have like two. So I'm gonna say the one that I do. It's like gray walling, stonewalling. I just like cut people out. And I won't even. I was. I was say it maybe a couple of times. Then I will set up a test in my head. <laughs> and if they if they fail that test in my head, I'm like, all right, they, what, what is that really to say? Because I'll be feeling like I'm like wasting my breath. So that's a that's one toxic trait that I don't really think I'm going to work on. So I guess yeah, <laughs> that's toxic. Think, that but you- it's like I know it's toxic. I'm. I'm not working I'm not open to working on it though because I feel like the motherfuckers be knowing what they be doing they be knowing they be knowing well, we give them chance after chance she not ready to and, and she's you know, not, she's not saving anyone keep trying to like I've lost friend groups because of it because they want to stay with the girl who getting her ass beat and I'm you not that was way worse than mine for the rest. Yeah, hey it could
0: be it could be listen <laughs> In case they choose yourself me. choose yourself that okay. was a very strong start okay mm-hmm. And How about you? You know, I, too, have a
4: couple. I don't think they're as bad <laughs> as anybody right here. Let me just say that. Um, but my main one is that, you know what? This is really bad. I'm I'm kind of a hater and people don't know this about me because I'm very good at policing myself. But I am extremely critical. It's just that I don't let it come out. So it's to the point where I'll just it automatically I'll be like, mm, I don't like that thing. And I've come up with 10 reasons not to like the thing, the person, the situation, the song. People on my team know this all the time in meetings. I'll be like, that song was trash. (laughs) That movie was trash. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. And it comes off to like when I let it out, it's pretty bad. But on the other hand, I really don't like looking bad. So I would never say a lot of these things out loud. I'm always policing myself. I'm always being like, you know what? That sounds Mm. negative. You shouldn't say that. And that's because like, you know. I just don't want to come off looking like a, like a, like a dickhead. Like that's really bad. Right. So I don't do that. Um, But on the other hand, because I don't say these negative things out loud, if someone feels like I hurt their feelings and they're like, Hey, you insulted me or you offended me. I cannot accept that because how could I offend you if I didn't say anything bad to you? (laughs) I'm very, I'm very bad at apologizing to people because Mm -hmm. I don't say anything bad. How can I apologize if I didn't say anything? It's so bad because I'm like, I could have said 10,000 worse things to you are and you I didn't. Therapy? So why are you crying? Cry harder in my yeah. mind.
0: Am I in therapy? Twice a, <laughs> twice a month, baby, I'm in there. Wow. Okay, Maya. Our, our other Bill shorty over here. Be what her. is your toxic trait? Although I feel like I know what you're going to say.
2: You know, you already know who it is. It's a south princess coming to you from New York City, Brooklyn to V. exact. What's up, y'all? And I just feel like if you're toxic, how do you like know you're toxic?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you so you're right? Right? You're saying you have I no toxic
1: traits.
3: No, no, I we're here, we're right. here. <laughs> I get you saying because listen to me. Not no, the toxic to twins because coming because out. You know how to you say if you're a narcissist. You would ne- your therapist like you would never ask me if you're a narcissist because narcissists don't no. even have the thoughts.
2: Yeah, right. Like, how do you know? And then for me, it's just like, yeah. I don't um, know my toxic trait. I defer to the other people to be like, that's toxic. I'm like, really? And is it really toxic if I'm actively working on it? Well,
1: I think that's your toxic trait, My The yeah. fact that you don't know it, you can't name it.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, that's <fair>. yeah. yeah, like, Honestly, I just feel like if ain't nobody hurting, I can't be that toxic.
3: That's toxic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> who said they're not hurting? Who said they're not hurting? Yeah. I ain't hear nobody complain. Just like just no. felt the
0: vibe <laughs> that
4: you put
0: out. Y'all want to talk about vibes Same. over here. Wow. Yeah. Y'all y'all need help. Um, anyways, I'm Chelsea. I'm VP here at Unbothered. Um, this is honestly, these are really not that bad, to your point, Maya. Like we're we're pretty, pretty bad. Like- I would say. Yeah, we are. Like, yeah. really, really and truly, except yeah, Kathleen. Dumpster still fire, you. you know
2: what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, are but you kidding? I mean, of all of them, them that was just I mean, said,
1: <laughs> mine was the most tame. I'm sorry, I like to win sometimes. <laughs>
2: And I like compliments. Nah. I'm going I'm wow. to stand up for my
4: sister nah, here. I'm horrible. I'm going to stand That's up for my sister. Kind of Kathleen's She's not wrong. She's the
2: worst. Anae is obviously I'm... the worst. But she trying to play it down. Y'all, <laughs> did, y'all didn't see her in what? that area. Sorry. Movie. You didn't see her. <laughs> you didn't see the evidence. You didn't see the evidence. Wait a minute. Okay. How am
0: I in it? <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let you yeah, say let's hers. I feel like see, hers might be bad, too. This is, see, it's just it be your own people. Because, no, my toxic trait... <laughs> No, um, actually, it is laughing at inappropriate times, but no, my toxic trait is probably that um, because I am self-sufficient to a fault, which I've talked about before, I can be extremely dismissive like very, very dismissive when I'm not trying to be. And because there's never anything that I'm not like, okay, goodbye forever. Like I could literally leave here in five minutes and you'd never see me again. And that wouldn't be a problem for me. And I feel like sometimes that's great. But in other times I feel like I can feel how like sharp I'm being or dismissive I'm being with people and I'm not trying to be. I'm just trying to say, I don't need your opinion. And not in a mean way. It's just that, like, I don't want to burden you with my thoughts because I, I'm going to figure it out myself.
2: Yeah, and A still wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and A still wins. I feel like
4: someone literally said they don't care <laughs> about victims. She's legit. I'm telling you. Hey, And I'm the bad guy. She literally
0: said she does not care. about <laughs> themselves. <victims. laughs> <laughs> okay. And you know, what? I'm Well, no. Do you have a Two story six. on this? Because now I want to hear about this. Is this something that's like you know when you're dealing with conflict or dealing with someone who wasn't a fighter? Like, is this something personally that you were like? Just, I tried to jump in and it burned me. I was
3: just okay. I went to all girls school, okay, and if you know, go, yeah, I went. So you know, bitches always went through something, always <laughs> something. So it's like, okay, so what are you? Okay, so what are you gonna? If this person, if you're going to keep going back to this person or keep going back to this situation, why do you even want my input? Just like you say, you feel like dismissed, like you feel like you're dismissive. I feel like I'm wasting my time if I keep offering yep. my help. help and my advice and this and that. And technically you are a victim because this person is victimizing you. But I can't let your victimhood try to make me put on my cape. I can't. So I can't care about it if you don't care about it.
2: It's just like with anything Ooh. else. If you don't want help, then I mean, I'm not going to offer you help, but I'm not about to sit mm-mm. here and coax your bullshit either. I'm not about to be like, yeah, girl, you know, da 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 No. no. Let me know when you are ready to put on your running shoes, and I'm going to help you but you oh, know. Oh, yeah, for sure. They know they got me on the back burner, but that day-to-day shit, nah,
3: it's not going to She's Harriet
2: Tubman. Which Harriet Tubman couldn't take everybody. All the slaves <laughs> I wanted to stay on the plantation stayed. to wait. What video. is happening? I just <laughs> made a YouTube video. That's so crazy. I
3: just made a YouTube video, and it said Harriet Tubman would have left the pick-me's behind, and you
4: should, too, because she would have. See? Not the girls being on the same page. Harriet,
3: Harriet Tubman is like now. Why because. am I in it? Like, what and she, you- she is, because she would have left Listen, behind just sure like was. how she was knocking babies out with like little like potions and stuff and shooting people who wanted to go back. We don't have time. To keep, keep to go. you. Gotta, gotta, gotta go. Keep I, going.
0: I mean, I hear that. It, that's fair. Mm-hmm. And you do have to let a lot of people go, especially as you get older, right? Because, like you said, like, yes. what you were thinking about, Kay, is like you in school, right? And I feel like a lot of these like toxic traits are like a lot of our behavior yes. come, rolls back to when we were younger right like whether we were in school or with our families and so like I want to roll the clock back a little bit and talk about Mm -hmm. maybe where some of this came from or where we sort of like learn some of these behaviors toxic or not you know so Mm -hmm. like Maya tell me a little bit about for you because you know as you said you have no toxic traits like where (laughs) where did that perfection come from?
2: It's just been a lot of work. It's just been a lot of self-reflection and, you know, a lot of come to Jesus, a lot of epiphanies. I need to go to Tiffany moments, you know, and I feel like I'm the drama sometimes. I feel like when people don't hear calm, Maya, I got to get dramatic because I tried to be nice the first time. Now I'm about to turn it up. So I feel like that's the only way some people understand what you're trying to say. Like when I was younger, as a kid, you're just a kid in a lot of people's eyes, especially in a black household, unless you're doing something outlandish or dramatic. So I was very dramatic when I was younger. I was very loud when I was younger because I was not being paid attention to. Things were going on at home. And when you're dramatic, people are going to pay attention. So I remember being younger and I never wanted to be wrong like about anything. So I will argue you down. I don't, I was going to stand, I was going to die on the mountain. I was going to die, resurrect like Jesus and die again. Like I didn't care just so I could not be wrong. And yes, I was a toxic child. It is what it is. (laughs) What are you going to do? Going to be my ass? No. So like I I can't, I couldn't help it. So, you know, certain reasons you got to be the drama throughout life. But you know, once you get older and you don't want to be the drama no more, the people who require you to be dramatic, you got to go. Yes. You
3: gotta get out. Yeah, I was the opposite. That's funny you said that. I was the opposite. So I think that's the reason I gray wall and I stone wall because I was like selectively mute mm-hmm. for a, a long, a lot of part of my childhood. I only talked to the people in my house with my mom and my sister. So when I would go out and I would do things, even my aunt just said the other day, "Like you never talk." Like, oh my god, I can't believe you're talking to me. And I was, I just laughed because, like, that's so weird. But now I think that's why gray walling that's the only thing people really understand is silence. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's it. Like, so just like how you had to be dramatic to get attention, that's the only way people will understand because they're not listening to my words. So just let me be quiet. Then mm-hmm. they'll understand
4: that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I really connect with the idea of like walling or stonewalling. When I was younger, my parents and my siblings used to say that I was moody all the time. They're like, oh my gosh, she's in a mood and she was whatever. And instead of like, At some point, you get tired of explaining that you feel bad or why you feel bad to people. And so you stop explaining it. And sometimes I would like just kind of go to my room and isolate. I'm very good at isolating and removing myself from a situation. But then other times I would feel bad for isolating. And so I'd be like, "Okay, I need to turn it on. Right. So I need to start being fun and interesting. And I need to like set a new mood, even though I'm not feeling it. And it was because I didn't want to rub people the wrong way.
1: (sighs) I think I need to be the drama a bit more sometimes because I think that I have let a lot of people do me in ways that I would never do them. Mm -hmm. And I give them grace and I forgive them and I allow it is maybe too strong of a word, but I, I will be like, that's part of being a friend to me. That is part of what we do in relationships Friendships is we say, okay, maybe you did that to me and I would never do that to you, but I'm going to give you some grace here. And I have in times, like I have cut off people who are horribly toxic. Like I've said on the podcast a million times that I grew up in a predominantly white environment. I had this, like, quote unquote, best friend that I grew up with who was a terrible, toxic person who did not need to be in my life and treated me terribly. And I cut her off and I am no longer friends with that person. So the people that I have now, the community that I have now built that are around me and that I consider my friends who are family, they, there's like, (laughs) I don't know what they could do to have me actually cut them off because I love them and know that they are good people. So I, I think allow a lot of stuff. I think that I say, you know, I have grace for you, and I love you, and maybe you're going through something, and that's why you treated me in a way that I would never treat you. But that's okay. If you have to treat me like that, that's all right. That's what I'm here for, as your friend.
3: Maybe you can have like a maybe you can have like a grace rubber band, you know, (laughs) wrap around your grace, and if it and you know let it stretch, and if that rubber band snaps, you can snap. You feel me? Like Mm -hmm. that? Just do that. They have a have a yeah, grace. That is. Yeah, have a grace. That's such a, a good analogy. And just and just let it, you know, if they start, you know, s- stretching that rubber band, if it snaps, that that's your like go to. I don't know how you snap. You know, you might do a lot. But, yeah, and I th- and I think I think that Maybe yes, that's this, how you
1: hold it back. I think the the I do have that rubber band and I guess it hasn't snapped for some people that again But I just think I I balk at the at the idea of cutting someone off if they do something that you would never do to them, because that has happened before. And if that person is going through something, I think that there should be a little bit of room to let that person make a mistake.
2: It's a difference between you making a mistake and you just having crossed a very big boundary with me. Like, I'm aligned when people who make mistakes. That's cool. Let's talk about it. Let's, you know, get over it. But if you out here done had a baby by my husband, now I got to kill you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, that's, different. To kill you. <laughs> that's not your friend, though.
4: Yeah. I mean, now unless your friend guys. did that, jeez. I mean, I mean, but sometimes it's not even. It's not even that deep. Like it doesn't have to be like, oh, you stole my man exactly. or whatever. It's people disrespecting you, people not valuing your feelings, not validating your feelings, people trying to put you down. I think that forgiveness is important. Don't get but crazy. When we lack boundaries, exactly. people will always push us to the point that whatever. And if you make it a habit to not have ba- boundaries, people I'm are gonna her. be like, oh, Kathleen's cool with anything. You might not be cool with anything, but you're like, you know what? This is my friend. I love them. I love them. I love them. Mm-hmm. And people know how to take an inch. They know how to take an inch and be like, this is who she is. I can do whatever I want fair, and I think you're
0: right. Like in terms of like having no boundaries at all means that people will just walk all over you and they will. And that's the other thing. Like, oh, you think again, you expect people to know your boundaries. You expect them to be telepathic, but they're not. They're going to keep taking and taking and taking until you have nothing left to give. I
3: know when one of my friends or when somebody, even somebody I'm first meeting or somebody around me is one, is a people pleaser. So it's like I feel like I give them that so I know what they wouldn't do to me. Y'all get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I know a people pleaser wouldn't do blase squash. I knew they I know they wouldn't do this. <laughs> I know they wouldn't take, you know, account. I know they wouldn't take stuff from me. I just know they wouldn't do the stuff. So I feel like them being a people pleaser, I'm not gonna cross that boundary with them because I know they can't say no. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, if y'all friends know y'all so well, not speaking specifically to y'all, but people pleasers out there, if y'all friends know y'all so well and you notice this one friend keep doing shit or keep pushing your boundaries, they're holding you. Mm-hmm. And don't let nobody pull your whole car. Do not exactly. let nobody keep pulling your car. If I on. know my friends are people. I had a roommate and she was such a good roommate. And I started noticing, like, damn, this girl is buying all the um tissue she's buying all the uh, paper towels. like damn it Kelly ain't bought no shit like, she would have never said nothing she would have never said nothing but I'm like okay as a good person I'm gonna do the same thing because people was literally they know your boundaries they know people pleases boundaries y'all giving them a lot of grace by saying oh they don't know how far you know we'll go they know that's exactly. why they're gonna keep pushing you <laughs> they and know. if you don't and if you I'm don't choose y'all. you
2: who's gonna choose you You don't choose you. Who's going to choose you? I
1: mean, when you say that, I think I choose myself all the time. Like I choose myself (laughs) in my marriage. I choose myself in romantic relationships. But I think when it comes to friendships, and I think that goes back to to psychoanalyze myself, that goes back to like childhood trauma of like not having friendships that I felt like were safe. And now that I do and Mm -hmm. I have this community of like incredible dope black women around me, I'm I feel like I might have this little like. I'm scared of losing that community. And so I'm constantly just trying to hold on to it. And I think that I'm like, okay, I'm going to be and do everything I possibly can for you because that's what being a good friend is because I didn't have great models of that growing up. And so, yeah, I, but it's it's so interesting that it's like, you should choose you. And I'm like, yeah, I choose me all the time, but in certain relationships and not in others.
3: Yeah, but if they so dope. They'd be like, my friend. I got to break her fucking back to be my friend. I know. And I, I listen, I'm for all my yeah. friends oh, yeah,
1: listening like to this friends, podcast. Yeah, I they're I like dope. Friends, they're amazing. <laughs> they're
4: no, no, no. They're great people. Kathleen's friends are like, hold on, excuse <laughs> yeah, me, right?
1: No, I just think that there's like certain. I'm just trying to. What I'm trying to say is, again, I love all my friends. They're great people. <laughs> is that? I think that. There are times where, and they do this for me as well, like we Mm -hmm. give each other space and grace to fail sometimes. And that is what being a good friend is. Yes, you're supposed to have boundaries and nobody in my life treats me terribly and I don't treat them in any way or else we would not be friends. We would not be in each other's lives. But I think there is some I just think there is this trend of like, if you wrong me, I'm never going to talk to you again or this happens and I'm done with you. And I just don't. That's just not how I live my life. And I don't think that's how the communities work. I just don't think that that's how relationships should work. I think there should be some room for people to mess up sometimes and for you to be like, hey, maybe you're going through some shit. That's okay. And and yeah, we can talk about it. We can say, "Hey, you you did this to me, and I didn't appreciate it." Which I need to get better at that sometimes. But I this just like cutting someone off, or this like it is selfishness. And I think that we should have some of that. But I think there's like too much of that vibe right now in like social media posts and quotes on Instagram or whatever. And it's like that again. That's not a community. That's not how you live with other people. I mean, I think
4: if we're being honest, a lot of this is like trauma based, right? It's a trauma reaction that's coming to us as adults. I I can speak for myself as a person who used to be a people pleaser, the person who wanted to make sure everyone was good and blah, blah, blah. There's something in you that feels as for me, it was like my parents, my parents were like, you know, love others as God loves you. You are meant to be here. You're meant to serve. You're meant to do whatever. And so I grew up having to be the bigger person in every situation. And at a certain point, you think to yourself, why do I have to be the bigger person when someone disrespected me, when someone wronged me? And so now I'm at my big age, like, you know what, I'm about, I'm mm-hmm. going to get it back in blood. Y'all made me be the bigger person for all these years. I'm not doing that anymore. So now the boundaries are very strict. I'm very militant because I didn't get to have those boundaries as a kid. Every principle that I stand on today is a principle that would have saved me a lot of emotional heartache and trauma when I was younger. Things such as like, if we're friends, you don't get to talk about me with other people. And if you talk about me with other people and I find out about it, I'm not talking to you anymore. Things like when I was um, a teenager, even when I was in in my early twenties, guys who were uh like, like gaslighting or inconsistent or whatever, I would be like, okay, well, let's just talk about it and blah, blah, blah. Now, if you're inconsistent with me and you're trying to date me, you don't like me, leave me alone. Very, very strict principles that I feel like if I was, if I had those when I was younger, it would have taught me so many things. I would have been a stronger person. So now I'm trying to catch up because it's like, I suffered because I didn't have those principles. I didn't have those boundaries. And I felt like I was a weaker person or that I went through so much mental, like, Difficulty. So now as an adult person, I'm doing this for my inner child who didn't I get know. that protection from herself. So I hear you. But if you play with me, you play with me for the last time. That's how I feel. Oh, yeah. I'm a judge.
3: Judy ass <laughs> bitch. I'm like, no, bye.
0: Welcome back to season five of the Go Off Sis podcast brought to you by Target, our partner this summer as we celebrate black joy. This season, we've been reminding you what it means to be that girl. And you know we're not about to stop now. So whether you're in class, the boardroom, or working remotely beachside, I see you, friend. Target has everything you'll need for a summer full of Black joy. To learn more about how Target is investing in our community, head over to Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure.
2: No, <laughs> no one wants to take accountability. No Come one on, wants but to are say- we taking accountability for our
0: behavior? Yeah, uh, Yes, that's, the where, that's, that's what the I'm friendship saying. Is. Yes. Yes. yes, that's, that's the, the difference. That's, the, that's
3: thing. the difference. I would never do you like that because I'm taking all my shit and I'm doing this and I'm doing that like, girl. And what sorry, am I being accountable for? You did me
2: wrong. What do I have
3: to
0: be accountable for when you did me dirty? What is come okay, on. it? Okay, question. What happens? Because we're all I know we're all, you know, 100 percent perfect. What happens when you make a mistake then? And I'm, I'm not sorry. saying it's you. You apologize you I'm are sorry. accountable for it in the same way and you Listen. need to take the repercussions if somebody doesn't want to be my friend anymore
2: because i've done something fucked up that is their right to do so and i'm gonna to have to eat that and i've had to eat it before Yep. and that's okay changed my behavior. And, that's what I'm saying. and i'm gonna work okay. on me being better so i don't lose a next yep. friend that's the thing i treat people the way i want to be treated i the principles we learned in kindergarten is the same ones i stand 10 toes today I treat people the way they want to be treated. I don't talk about people behind their back. If I say something, I'm going to say it to your face, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. da da, 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 da. i am not going to hold nobody to no standard that I can't even keep.
4: This is also where my toxic trait comes in because the toxic trait of not liking to apologize because I don't like to apologize. I be treating people with respect. So when someone says you actually messed up and you actually did whatever, I think, oh my God, I don't want to get into this again. I'm really sorry. And I'm going to change the behavior. The toxicity is fueling me towards being a better person because I don't want to fight with you again. I don't want to have this conversation again. And I'm like, you know what? That person didn't like when I said this or when I did this last time, I'm not going to do it again. So in part, it's ego, but it's also let's avoid this conflict by me learning my person. My boyfriend always says, shout out to my man, but my boyfriend always says this, know your personnel. And if I know my personnel and they tell me, hey, I don't like when you act like this. I don't act when you do this. And we have a fight or a conflict or I have to apologize. I'm like, oh my gosh, I already said sorry about this. I'm not doing this again.
1: We're talking about, to me, I think we're all talking about the same thing in the same relationships in that, because Mm -hmm. for me, it's like, you wouldn't even get to that conversation if you're just cutting that person off or that person's just cutting you off. Right. So in all of my relationships, I'd say that sometimes there are moments when I give people grace where they say something to me, maybe that I wouldn't have never said to them. But I'm going to say, I'm going to have that conversation with them. I do have those boundaries. I've built this family and this support system and this people around me that are good people. That Like I've weeded out those people who are terrible, who are just bad, evil people who I don't fuck with anymore. But because I have the, that baseline, now it's like, okay, you've done something to me. I know who you are. I know your soul. I know what kind of a person you are. So now let's talk it through. And I'm not just going to cut you off. That's what I'm saying. And I think you're saying the same thing, yeah. in it's just like, we're not going to just like kick people to the curb just for saying one bad thing, because sometimes oh. I'm going to say something fucked up. Sometimes I'm going to mess up. And I know like right. it's your toxic traits. If you're all saying you're, you never say anything bad to your friends or you never mess up with your friends. Well, that's the thing though.
3: <laughs> I, I feel like, okay, if it, I guess that would be a toxic trait because I don't with people, like, not even my friends, people I love, I just don't say fucked up shit to them. And I feel like, and no, I don't. Exactly, but it's not so about hurting hurt them.
1: them. It's just sometimes, okay, an example. Here's a concrete example. When I go into my like anxiety, depression spells, I don't answer text messages. I'm very bad at reaching out to people in my life. And so they could be going through some stuff and I'm gone. Where's Kathleen? Where's her support? She's gone because I'm like in my own anxiety hole. When I come out of that hole, I would love for those people to have grace for me that I didn't respond to a text message or I wasn't there for for them. And then it flip side. If somebody like a girlfriend was going through some shit, every conversation I've had with her for the past, however many months has been about her and her shit. She didn't ask me mm-hmm. once how I'm doing and I'm giving her grace and being like, okay, now is the time for us to focus on you and your stuff. And we'll get back to me later.
2: I think we're talking about two different levels of violation. I think Kathleen is talking about the day-to-day people fuck up and make simple mistakes violations. And me, Kay, and Anae are talking about super-duper big violations where people just cross unbearable lines. So, of course, Mm. if somebody makes a simple mistake, we can have a conversation. I'm going to give them grace because if they're really my friend, they're human and they're going to mess up. But I'm talking about when I hear violation, I'm not thinking they made a mistake. I'm hearing you violated in a major way. Nah, I got stuck. At you. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So, small Okay, mistakes. that's a good clarification. That's a yeah, good
4: clarification. Yeah, I think small
2: mistakes, you know, have a conversation, da da. da, da big violations, I'll oh, hit that up.
4: But even a small mistake repeated multiple times, it's not a mistake anymore. It's someone You're doing something intentionally. That.
0: But I think it's also again about like one like you said, like we're saying, like knowing our boundaries, knowing our borders, knowing when the rubber band snaps, knowing what we're going to take on and what we're not going to take on. And then I think it's also just like understanding, like, how did I even get in this situation to begin with? And I feel like that's something that like, I, I'm constantly thinking about whenever I'm in a dramatic situation, Um, probably of my own making, to be honest, because no one does drama better (laughs) than me. Like, (laughs) <laughs> um, But I think, like, that's where I'm, I am wondering, like, in terms of accountability, and that was my question in terms of accountability, where we're like, hey, and it doesn't have to be a relationship, it doesn't have to be friendship, it can be any, you know, a conflict resolution situation where you're like, hey, how did I even get here? And like you said, Kay, like you said that you are actually shifting some of your patterns. Like, I would love to hear about when you actually have looked back and said, hey, I need to shift this, and you did shift that behavior, like, and we're accountable for that and how that has maybe, like, helped you moving forward.
3: Well, it would probably be communicating to my friends what I would you know, like, you know, what I I would feel like, cause I know my friends, you know, I can feed off them and I, and I know people. So I kind of like, oh, she wouldn't like this. Oh, she wouldn't like that. But I think people can do the same thing. They can't, you know? So I I start to not want to dig into this whole of like, they're so selfish. Like, why wouldn't she know this about me? Or even if I'm talking to somebody and I'm romantically involved with them, like, oh, they're so selfish. Why wouldn't like, tell them after you tell them though, Then I started giving myself, like I said, now I'm going to work on the little test I do in my head because that still is kind of petty, but I have worked on the telling them and communicating, Hey, I don't like this. Or Hey, I don't like that before I completely gray wall, cut somebody off. And that has really shifted. Like it opened up. I know this is getting a little woo woo, but it opened up my throat chakra. Like I felt like, Oh my God, like telling these people instead of that one big blowout at the end, like stop fucking playing with me, but telling them, Mm. Instead of, you know, sitting here blowing out like you did this and you did. And they're like, girl, I didn't even realize that. And I done tallied all this shit up and they didn't even realize that I was keeping a score. And that's not fair. So once I realized that and I started telling them right then when it happened, instead of getting them in a secluded place and being like, no, bitch, because you did this and you did that. And did no, like once I started telling them right then, getting it out and then started seeing, OK, they're not going to change it. I started changing for myself. I started advocating for myself more. Mm.
0: Yeah. No, and I think that's a great point also. And thinking about it again like where there are places where you just may not have the answers and you have to go somewhere outside of yourself for them, right? To fix those patterns. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's your friends, but at some point like you have to seek help elsewhere right like and we talked about therapy on this podcast a lot and i think that that's something that we should talk about here just a little bit about how Therapy is something that for a lot of people, again, it's a very personal experience, but it gives you an opportunity to work out those things in your head and not, again, either let that spill over to your friends or let that trauma really invade every other aspect of your life. And I feel like that's something, again, that, you know, there's a lot of still stigma around that, but I feel like it's something that people can and should use as a resource where available because- Talking to yourself or talking to your friends sometimes doesn't always do the trick. And it's a part of, again, breaking patterns and being accountable. And I feel like that's something that we should be doing more of in a regular day-to-day way, not just when it's a huge event and it's like, I have to run to therapy, but just as like maintenance of our feelings.
3: Yes,
1: Mm-hmm. You're right. And I think, you know, I haven't been to my therapist in a while, which is probably <laughs> why I haven't been in the greatest place to uh, emotionally recently. But um the main reason I started seeing a therapist was uh a few years ago. I've shared on this podcast before, uh was because of my family and um my parents divorced when as as I was an adult and we found out my dad had a bunch of kids that we didn't know about. It was like breaking this really um special like nuclear family bullshit that I thought we had. (laughs) But anyway, so that's when I started seeing a therapist. And in the first few sessions, I just had to explain my whole childhood and who I thought my dad was and who my family was. And so I was just like trauma dumping on this therapist. And she would be very much like, you know, regular therapist speak like, well, how does that make you feel? And she just let me dump. Which was really helpful, I think, when you go through a trauma and then you need to just like say it out loud to somebody, to like a third party person who's not really invested. But now I'm like, for I want to go back for that like regular maintenance. And as I've been going back for that regular maintenance, I'm like, okay, but tell me how to fix things though.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of
1: just listening to me dump on you, I would like you now to give me actual tools and to talk to me a bit and tell me how to fix my life. Ianla, fix my life is what <laughs> I want to say to my therapist. And that's and I think that's sometimes where I struggle with therapy is that sometimes I want more from, from my therapist.
3: And then when the motherfucker, why do you want to be Tyler Perry so bad? that pisses me off in my day. That, that would piss me Oh, what the fuck is you doing? <laughs> oh, that made me so mad. Not to make this about me, you know? <laughs> but damn, that would piss me off. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now I'm just imagining UK sitting across from like Tyler Perry Medea as your therapist. Is Tyler, Perry, <laughs> is, Tyler your, is Tyler Perry your therapist? That's wait, really, that really Would be is. a good Tyler Perry, movie, yes. Though, let's it get would. him on the phone. Like, is Tyler
3: Perry your therapist? <laughs> oh my god, that would piss me off. You, you, but you, you know, but some stuff you can't fix though. That's what's fucked up.
1: Well, and that that might be it. But I, I'm just like, yeah. T- I, me tell me what to do. Tell
0: me mm-hmm. what to do,
1: but I'm also like I don't really express that to her, and so that's a problem.
0: <laughs> Maybe I need, sure say, hey, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I need to say, "Hey, yeah, right." I need to say, "Hey,
1: it would help me if you actually share your opinion." Sometimes I don't know—is a therapist supposed to do
4: that? She's supposed Isn't to tell me what she thinks. That's her
2: job. <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> you can you can ask them. You can ask them and be like, "So, what do you think?" I literally ask my therapist, "Do you think I'm?" And she'd be like, "Well, okay, <laughs> no, is she, oh, is okay, long? great."
0: Back
4: to
3: what yeah. you you know? Oh, okay. Mine, wow. black. mine is, oh. mine is an African. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kathy's oh,
0: yours is a black. black woman. I, that's the but, first hurdle. Yeah, yes. But. Oh,
1: it took me a long time to find her, a black woman. Yeah.
0: Because
1: I'm yeah. in Toronto, and sometimes it's hard. But I found her. And she's, her she's, job, she's great, though? generally.
2: Yeah, Maya, right,
1: right? Maya is not her job.
2: Why am I coming to you just to chat up? No, I have friends yeah. just to chippy chat my lips with. If I need help, I'm here. I'm broken. Where's the glue, hoe? Fix me. <laughs> Fix me now. <laughs> but a lot of people say,
3: though, no, it was like this whole movement of black women leaving their black therapists because they was like, they feel like we're family. Like, do your job. Yes. So maybe exactly. that could that be our block, too.
0: You know, mm-hmm. there
3: was a lot of women leaving. They was like, "No, I need help, help." No man, I mean, right. no, maybe no. Maybe you need no. a maybe white man. No, now. Maybe telling no. people what to I do. Because I'll be in jail. <laughs> oh, okay. in jail. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just not giving solutions. Like, maybe a person of color. You yeah. yeah. A no, still I still. Of a I
1: think girl. I. I don't think I could tell any of my shit to anyone that wasn't a black woman. I just need yeah, her to give me some solutions, Maya. Exactly. Do your job, right? That's
3: I like, mean. I completely
2: am. But no, communicate it to her, like you said, you're not telling her. I yeah. thought that's part of the job description. Ain't that what you went to school for? Ain't that's that why true. I'm paying you the money? If that's yeah. not the case, give
0: me my money back. Cause if I'm just <laughs> I, coming here, I don't and think keep a therapist in, Well, what's her I job? I don't think a therapist then? is there to, to answer questions, actually. What is she doing? What is she doing? To answer, to provide answers. No. Uh, so I'm answer something. She gotta answer and, something. Well, what she, i what I understood therapy to be is putting more light in your path, not giving you the direction to go. Well, I'm not saying nothing.
2: How's she gonna put the light? She leaving me in the dark. Oh, yeah. She even got no AA batteries for the yeah. flashlight. Where are we going? Yeah. What are we doing was, here? Like, what's going on? She's just like, yeah, oh, you know, yeah. you sound like you really have it all together. Girl, I don't wanna hear that. Tell me I'm broken yeah. and
3: tell me how to fix but it. But how you? But how are you? I was talking to um, I, Crystal, and she was saying, "How are you showing up to therapy? Are you showing up like yeah. you have it together? How are you showing up to Girl, therapy?" Crystal is our woman. producer I'm for everyone to look listening. Like
2: I have it together. <laughs> okay, surprise.
3: But yeah, if you come in there like, oh yeah, I got it together. Like, wait, what you talking to me for? Like, oh, but ask, ask, I need to
2: ask you something. She's not going to take you seriously. No,
3: like, i you mean, mean, I'm Like, so
2: was I wrong when I cussed him the hell out? Well, you know da, 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 miss ma'am. No, no, I'm trying not to be loud and angry, tell me what to do, tell me what Maybe. to do because being yeah, very do about it I'm is supposed not working. to
0: tell you what to do, I don't like I don't, that I. Don't know I decline. If that's- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fair. And when I'm in therapy, I'm just like, just give me the A. Like, I just want an A in therapy. Like, I just want to win therapy, like, very much competitive style. <laughs> oh, like, my God. Yes. Because I'm like, I go. Sounds I'm like, like we like, have Whoa. the same toxic trait, Chelsea. Well of course we do. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying that like because I'm always like again, because I'm far too self sufficient and or I think I am, I'm very dismissive of that. So I'll be like, I already know what's wrong with me. I'm very self-aware. Just like here's the list, like da-da-da-da-da. Here's what I did wrong. I know that. Like, can I have my A? And then we move on. And my therapist is always like It's it's a great So what are you looking agree, for? It's a great question. <laughs> it's a great question. And my therapist asks Literally are you my therapist? (laughs) Because she's like, well, what do you need If you have all the the answers, then you're good to go. Then why are you here? And it took me a really long time to like not put up those like guardrails or to be so guarded in that and to like Mm -hmm. pretend that I had all the answers or not to like laugh it off, you know what I mean, or not to like be like, no, 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 it was them, or no, 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 like I already know what I did wrong and I fixed it like three hours ago, so I don't need you. I was like, I had to tell myself I had to really,
3: you know, make a pact with myself to stop making jokes in therapy because I'm a funny bitch. I know I am. <laughs> and but we can get to key, key in here. So I was like, you know what? You're coming here doing your set and this is not what you're here for. So I had to make a pact with myself. If you're going to really go for healing, you know, stop trying to make them laugh. Like stop trying to lighten the load because if, if you're going to even respect your therapy, they got to be able to deal with your raw emotions. I don't think a lot of people can really deal with raw emotions or know how to, especially when it's coming from a black woman. We don't know what to do with our emotions. We do everything but feel them. We're going to work it out. We're going to laugh it out. We're going to do all of that. But I wanted to, I just made a pact myself. Just, just come and don't. Try not to make him laugh, just talk. And once I started doing that, those walls kind of started breaking because that's my defense mechanism. So once I started trying not to joke about every single... Even Kathleen, you was talking about how your daddy did all that. Why I call that man Tyler Perry? I don't need to be joking about that. Like, girl, like stuff like that. Just joking about stuff. Like, when even when I feel bad for other people, I joke about it. So I was like, let me just come up and just be me without the whole, you know, but um, shit that I'd be doing. Yeah. Once I started doing that, therapy got so much better. Yeah.
4: It's, I mean, it's, for me, it's the place where I can feel really be like my most, like, yes, like the ugliest part of me that comes out in therapy because naturally, like I said, I want to put up a good front. I am a person who has it together. I am fun. I'm well-rounded. I'm like emotionally stable, but in therapy, I'm not. I'm always telling my therapist things like, do you think, I'm weird or it doesn't sound right or blah, blah, blah. And she'll be picking out certain things and be like, okay, we've talked about this or you've mentioned this, a similar thread, like six times now, where does that come from? And then all of a sudden I'm thinking about, oh, how, when I was five years old, X, Y, Z happened or how this pattern comes from my parents saying X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. And so it's tough because you have to kind of dig down and pull out those things that you've hidden from yourself, or even the thoughts that you have. That you're like, oh, that I shouldn't think that, or that's weird, and I shouldn't say that. You're putting, for me, I'm bringing it out in therapy and putting it on the plate. Be like, here's the thing
2: that you were talking about. I think I know where it comes from. And she's like, okay, great. Drop your therapist name. Drop your therapist name. <laughs> she sounds like she do, yeah, her, job. Like she <laughs> do her
4: job. <laughs> <There laughs> She'll take she <laughs> work with me. <laughs> Listen. She's really, uh, she's really good. But it's, you have to get mm-hmm. naked essentially in front of the therapist and be willing to be that like disgusting version of yourself that you're so embarrassed by, because that's the only way that the therapist mm-hmm. can be like, okay, we're seeing there's a lot of mess to clean up. Let's get started. Well, I had a
3: therapist, I don't anymore, but he knew I liked to write. So he would have me write the poetry and then like, I'm coming in at this bubbly, big personality and and he would read this and be like, girl, what the hell? What's going on? Like, this is not the same thing. So he knew how to connect with me. I'm not speaking it with my mouth, but if I can feel like I can write it down on these pages, then and he can read that and then can kind of get into it there. So you got to find somebody who knows your language. I know they're talking about love languages, but find a therapist language. Find a therapy know. language that you can talk with and through. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, I don't want anybody listening to this to get caught in a healing hole, you know, feel like, OK, let me just dig myself. Oh, yeah, I need to work on myself and I need it because that in itself is a bad coping mechanism. Thinking you always have to work on yourself and always have to improve. And that's something you always have to do. As long as you don't get yourself caught in that trap and like wake up each day and put your best report, even not your
0: best, waking up, you'll be good. Just keep each day. And I feel like that's Mm -hmm. a really, really important thing to remember and a way to like not get sucked into that healing hole is just making sure you're being present and like, hey, I did a great job or like yeah, wasn't the best, but I'm still here. And that's fine, too. I feel like celebrating those those small wins, whatever they are, is is really big for for us, especially as black women, because, again, no one celebrates us um, and no one's going to unless we celebrate ourselves first, which I think is Mm -hmm. something that we are just talking about overall.
3: Yes, for sure.
0: How are you celebrating yourself? Okay.
3: Well, I'm doing this thing now where I do like fine dining. I go yes. to these really really expensive restaurants I'm talking about I run up a tab like i be like oh yeah and yeah we're having dessert and yeah can I get another glass of wine like and then you know they always gotta ask you know they see a black woman like what are you celebrating like what are you I'm like nothing oh it's just a regular <laughs> day you know nothing so I do like fine dining I'm gonna really celebrate myself I'm writing my book so when I release my book December 18th when I release my book <inaudible> yeah <inaudible> it's gonna be a little emo <inaudible> cave let me put the hair over yeah I'm gonna be email. <laughs> it's gonna be K coming out so I'm, I do little stuff like that because I had to realize all this stuff I'm being fed about myself like is not true like do y'all think like okay do y'all think mice like cheese
2: oh i heard Wait, this they I'm like, like trash girl. you see them running around the yeah. yard they like trash <laughs> they
3: those not are not like so those once i rats. started realizing <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are fucking
2: dogs y'all have yeah.
3: dog <laughs> 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 once i started realizing these things i've been fed i can just feed myself the things that i actually want to know and hear i started celebrating everything every little thing i started celebrating mm. that's
4: right mm. Mm. I'm so jealous. I can't do that. It's so hard for me to celebrate stuff. Like mm-hmm. I said at the beginning of this podcast, I'm a pretty negative person just inherently. And I think it's a survival me- like a survival mechanism, because if you're negative, you're not expecting good things when they don't happen or if they don't happen. You're not disappointed because you're like, oh, I was expecting that. And so I'm always in survival mode, which means it's very hard to celebrate wins like, oh, my gosh, we just did um when we were in Atlanta for the <laughs> globe. I was like, that was so fun. <laughs> but I am so tired. I am not having a good time because this is great. This is amazing. But I am so tired and I'm thinking about all the emails that I have to look at. I'm thinking about all the assignments that I have. I'm thinking about this, this and that. And so it's just like once I get through something that's really difficult when I should be like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm that girl. I really survived that. I'm like, now, why did I have to go through that? What was the reason for doing that? So I'm like constantly anxious and stressed.
2: But I think that's normal in AA to be kind of pessimistic. I feel like I don't want you to think like, "Oh, I'm weird." Like, like that's very much normal. I feel like, especially for Black women, it's very normal for you to be that way. I had a friend, like I wasn't that young. I'm like 21, and we were talking. She was like, "You know, Maya, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but you know." You take a lot of stuff like very negative. You don't ever try to see the bright side. I'm like, it ain't no bright side. What are you talking about? Like what? The the sun is not shining over here, Mr. Rogers. Like stop trying to convince Mm -hmm. me that there's something good about this. Like, no. So throughout life, just like everything else, you have to learn. You have to learn how to be happy. You have to learn, you know, what makes you happy. And when you allow things Yeah, that you can't control just to kind of roll off your back and your recovery time from it is a little bit quicker. You have more bandwidth and space for the positive things.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel so much of what you're saying, Maya, what you said in A and K's, because the way my anxiety is set up is that I go straight to the worst case scenario all the time. And it has been a bit of me trying to like teach myself or learn how to choose happiness. Like you said, Maya, because... And this is, I've already expressed that I got daddy issues. And there's something that my dad says, whenever anything good happens, my brother and I talk about it a lot is like, you know, I got this big award this year. I send it, I send it to my dad. I did this good thing. I got a promotion. I'll send it to my dad. And he always says, your best days are ahead of you. That's how he responds to any good thing that happens. And it's like, Why can't you just congratulate me on what happened today and say, today is a good day. Today is the Mm -hmm. best day, maybe. And I think because I'm trying to combat that every time he says it to us, it just like irks us so much. And it goes back to that, like competitiveness and all these like toxic traits that were ingrained in me from childhood of like, be better, be better than your best days are over there, not here. And so I think I'm always trying to like unlearn that and be like, no, my best day can be today.
3: It is because then and then you're practicing gratitude because, you know, you're in the best days like this is it's so you're going to be so grateful to yourself when you look back and be like, yeah, I knew when I was in the best days, I knew I was in them. I mm. knew I was enjoying my time. I knew I was having fun like this right now because this is the only real moment right now. I can literally walk outside and it could be over so, this is the only real moment right now. So, yeah, you're right. You know, Can you, can you call here. my sure. father and tell him that, please? Girl, <laughs> I, call, I am not calling Tyler Perry. We'll be on that going back and
0: <laughs> forth. <before> I- <laughs> we'll be on that going back and forth, okay? Right. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, y'all. We had a mildly toxic conversation, but to be honest, I'm pretty proud of us. Uh, thank you, Kay, so much for joining us. Tell the people where they can find you. What's up
3: next? Come on. Okay, you can definitely find me on TikTok because it's basically my app now. If Donald Trump try to take it, I'll put him in a headlock. It's K-H-A-E-N-O-T-B-A-E-K, but I'm not your bae. My YouTube is the same thing. And then my Instagram is K Bay. You know, because I'm a little softer on there. You get my soft side. And then my book is coming out soon. I'm not going to tell y'all the name of it yet, but I will be putting up links. It's coming out December 18th. So just be ready because I'm definitely here to stay.
0: You've just like brought tons of energy and now, obviously, we have reached the end of our discussion, but my favorite part of this podcast, don't at me, my dears. Um, For y'all that don't know, the don't at me is the part of the discussion that we use to tie a bow on our conversation, give y'all some food for thought, and just some energy to move about your day with. Um, And in case this header wasn't clear, you can't at us, okay? Nothing. Nunca. Non. Nine. No. Heart emoji. And I'm going to take this don't at me, but I'm going to tell you right now, y'all aren't going to like it based on this podcast episode. So gather around because it's time to talk about a little thing we call self-awareness. Okay? Okay. So the curse of self-awareness, of being a person who has to person all day long, it's hard. Sometimes I ask myself, Chelsea, wouldn't it be easier to not know why you do things, to just go blindly through life and say, just be dumb, oblivious, and happy? Wouldn't it? To not have to calculate whether this person's mad at me, divided by something who's going to say something slick at work today, multiplied by $7 gas prices and a bunch of melted biscuits in robes and gavels who are trying to tell us what to do with our bodies. But no, it's not. And unfortunately, the blessing of being self-aware, of making choices, of celebrating them, of being present, like Kay so beautifully just said, comes with the curse of having to remember that time you went left when you should have went right. That time you sent that risky text and got back a, wow, that's crazy. (laughs) Or that time in 10th grade when Jamie told you you couldn't sit with them at lunch because you weren't in chamber choir. I don't know. I'm just making these up. But my friend, (laughs) self-awareness is nothing without compassion to yourself, to your circle, to the world around us. Well, Some people, but it's that exact discernment to decide who you give it to that makes us a person. To be able to say, I need help with that, which is something I need help with, as we talked about today. Failure is not further, and neither is that drama, Bill. We did a deep dive into drama today, and I thank each of you for being so vulnerable. And I wish everyone who's listening that same safe space to be able to do that and answer some of these questions, or even to say, I don't know the moment that I'm at. But this is where I'm at. And here's the truth, y'all. We all got that toxic in us. That Alex Mac radioactive. We're toxic to somebody. We just got to accept it. We can all be destructive forces in some way. Our biggest toxic trait, though, is believing that we can do that without spilling over onto other people. Because the truth is, sometimes it gets a little messy. Sometimes we have to put on that hazmat suit, clean it up. Because sometimes we are the drama and that's okay and sometimes we just have to let it go because other people are too we all have our things our hang ups our moments our triggers our borders our boundaries which we should because we are self aware and all that comes with it some of those are more harmful than others and it is not our responsibility to fix these people or to make excuses for their problems or mistakes it's our own responsibility to know the difference for yourself our responsibility is to minimize the spillage forgive ourselves for the destruction and not let yourself sink into the self-sabotage. So be well with your choices, be firm in your energy, be aware of your power and be compassionate when it isn't always easy. I believe y'all can do it. That is my toxic trait. Don't at me.
1: Hey, Oh word. Pastor Sanders is back. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: The Go Offs This Podcast is a Refinery29 original. It is produced by Rashad Isaac, Crystal Devone, Jordan Mason, and me, Chelsea Sanders. It's edited by Hanger Studios. My co-hosts today were Kathleen Newman-Bermang, Maya Carmichael, and Ineye Komanevo. Like what you heard and want some more? Head over to Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts to catch up on all episodes. And don't forget to drop a review or leave a comment to let us know what you think. You can also find us where it all started, on Instagram, at r29unbothered. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, it's okay to go off, sis. Money work.